Episode 52 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about counting down to Gen Con 2022. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam and I talk about the Board Game Geek Gen Con 2022 preview. If you have not seen this before, this is a page on Board Game Geek where publishers have submitted the games they are bringing to the con. This is an amazing free tool if you're going to Gen Con, but even if you aren't, it's still a good preview of newly released and upcoming games. We're only discussing games that'll be available for sale, and you'll find the link we're using in the episode description. We'll be working through this list over a series of episodes as we get ready for Gen Con 2022, and they'll be organized alphabetically by publishers. That means that 25th Century Games is up first. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam talking about 25th Century's games coming to Gen Con 2022. We're going to talk about this list, and these are all the games that are going to be available at Gen Con. Yes. For you. Not for me, because I'm not going to Gen Con, but I'm excited for you to buy these yeah. games. And you could see something and say, hey, go ahead and grab me one. You know, people going to Gen Con. Right. Yeah. And, and that's it's... a pro tip for other people that are like, oh, you know what? I can't go. There. I actually had to work yeah. that weekend or something like that. Like, take a look at this list. Throw a, oh, it gives the dollar amount. I just saw that. Yeah. That's super helpful. It gives you the MSRP. And oh. I, I think that when you're actually there, sometimes it is like, yep, that's spot on how much we're selling for. Other times there's other, there's like offers and things that they're doing, special show promos. So it will at most be that amount, but they might have some other things going to make it a little, a uh, little cheaper. And you know, the way that board games and, and previews and things like that are, yes, it's going to be at Gen Con and you might not be there, but these are the games that will be showing up in your local game stores afterwards. Pretty, not not for everything, but I imagine a good amount of them will be in your local game store before the holiday. So it kind of can be an also possible holiday list starter. It's just a lot of newly released games. And you'll see a lot of people making content about these games because they will have picked it up at Gen Con. So you'll kind of have that if you watch other board game media or listen to other board game podcasts, you'll have that feeling as certainly after Gen Con of like seeing all these things, kind of like a flood of things that came from Gen Con. And in a sense, this Board Game Geek uh, Gen Con 2022 preview is the precursor to that. This is sort of like the outline of what you'll be seeing people talk about more or less for the yes, the rest of the year. Usually the cons that follow thereafter will have mostly these games. They may have their own releases and stuff, but Gen Con tends to be like kind of the big floodgates opening on a lot of these games getting into people's hands. Is this what Fashion Week is like? Is this, the, is this the equivalent for us of like, oh, this is the latest trends and this is what you can expect to see for the next six to nine months? That would help me understand Fashion Week a lot more because personally, jeans and a t-shirt every day. Fashion Week, very low impact on my day-to-day life. Gen Con 2022 preview is definitely my future evenings and weekends teaser for what's going to be happening. So what we've done to look through it, we're going for games that will be for sale. There will be other games that you can sometimes just see or preview that will be listed here. There's 168 games uh, as of today. We're recording this in June that are listed as for sale. We have them sorted by publisher and that for sale filter. So if you want to follow along 
in the future. The closer to the release date, the more accurate this is going to be. Um, but you can pull up the same thing. We'll link to it in the description of the episode. Uh, the first three I have lots of thoughts about already. So okay. I, I think we're going to be... And since we're going by 168 of them. Yeah. So this could be about a nine-hour podcast. I mean, no like. big deal. And there's really, you know, yeah. they'll let you make podcasts as long as you want. And maybe we'll split it up into a couple different episodes if we find that we're having just a grand old time. Uh, Aaron might show up for the next one. Uh, so, you know, we might we might do that. We're just going to see where it goes now, though. So because we're doing it alphabetically, we're starting with 25th Century Games. And the first three listed are Blazon, I guess. Uh, Cryptid Cafe and Gartenbau. I'm making a lot of guesses I, on pronunciation. I love words where no one knows how to pronounce it because it will also happen where people will correct people yeah. about nonsense words. And somewhere in my brain, I think that's the funniest thing in the world <laughs> to correct somebody on something that is so made up. not real at all. I, I think it's my Magic the Gathering background. Where there's just lots oh, of like okay. nonsense names. Yeah. And people be like, uh, no, that's pronounced Garuk, not Garuk. And right. it's like, it's all nonsense, guys. And it's I laugh hysterically every time. So yeah, <laughs> whether it's blazon, 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 right. like right. whatever it is, is awesome. And it's just gonna be super fun to watch people pronounce it a thousand different ways as they go to buy this game. And the thing about that too is if some for someone to correct you, they have to know what you meant. And that's where I'm like, what are we really doing here? Because if, like if it was if it was clear enough for you to know what I meant, it's different maybe if you then have to go on this explanation before they get it. But like you knew exactly what I meant. So so why, why did you need to correct me on this? I love it. Yeah, that's what language is for, right? Yeah. To convey one idea to another person. It's yeah. been done. Who cares from there? Yeah, we can waste a lot of time being pedantic. So... Blazon, which is what I'm going to stick with until someone harasses me about it, says uh, heralds gather the proper devices and tinctures to blazon their shields. That's not getting me any closer to it, but it has in-game bonuses, hand management, medieval, and puzzle. All of those sound great. It's one to four players. I like a solo option on a board game. Art is fantastic. So the cover box that I'm yeah. saying is a green, white, and black with a... I don't know what the style is, but there's like a deer on there, or like almost like a wood maybe block a stag. I guess you'd be more correct on that. Oh, wood block print. Gosh, that's I'm why saying some stuff today. That's why you're the best of us, Kelly. Thank you. Um, I had a soda yesterday. So, I think the sugar hasn't really worn off yet. It's <laughs> lighting up new parts in my brain. If there's not at least eleven tattoos of this cover oh, yeah. with plus or minus seven days after Gen Con, what a waste! Because the art. I'm already stunned by it. I'm so excited to see what the rest of these, I guess, shields may look like. Because if they're following suit with this, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to do a full mural on a wall. <laughs> like, this is top-notch. Ready for the expansions, extra boxes. I think it's also the All of it. it's the kind of art. Cause it's just a, it is a stylized kind of art. And you could find yourself at Gen Con and not realize that years ago you had actually gotten this box as a tattoo like it oh, is yeah it's like distinct but it's not so unfamiliar that you might be like hey wait a minute <laughs> right all of a sudden yeah maybe your name is bambi maybe you're showing up at gen con 
You sure. got a tattoo of your mother. You know, just out of respect. Very who likely. Who was to be killed by a hunter. Spoiler mm. alert. And then all of a sudden you're like, hang on a second. This is the exact cover of that. I believe I'm owed some royalties. Yeah. Maybe they will give you the game instead of you having to pay the $40. It says that its actual release date is in September. I think a lot of these will either be things that were technically released already this year or are about to be released. And it's just that, you know, they have the truck. They're coming to Gen Con. And so they're just letting you buy it just a little bit ahead of when it's going to show up anyway. Okay. That's good to know. Because, yeah, there are different dates on here. So mm-hmm. you, you're saying you could buy it at Gen Con and not receive it until the release date. You would get it at Gen Con oh. on this buy list. But I'm just saying that, like, it's not like you're getting games that far ahead necessarily of when they're just going to be out anyway. And there are some that they are released. You just haven't maybe seen it in your store yet. Oh, okay. That yeah. Okay. That's also helpful because I didn't understand that. Other yes. people may not understand that. This is great news. Right, because the other one, yeah, it's not like you have to, like, I think some of them you probably could place an order at Gen Con and they'd send it to you. Like, that's probably a thing. But um, my experience last year was not that. If it were on, if it was on this list and it said for sale, they had some number of copies. The number of copies kind of varies, and I think that's why this, the BGG list is nice if you log in, if you to make it account is free. If you log in, you can choose for every game, must have or interested or undecided or not interested. And then you can add notes and you can also give it like a thumbs up. So then there's this thumbs rating of kind of like a hotness of what people are looking for the most. So if there's a game you're looking for and it's like what everyone else is looking for, you might want to day one try to just go find that so that it's more likely that you'll actually get it if you're that committed to it but if it's something that no one else seems to be interested in you can probably waltz up whenever you feel like and still get a copy of the game love that advice this yeah. is a free podcast by the way it this is. is amazing yeah so, listen wow. we're just here you know sometimes you make things like this and you don't already have some kind of huge audience and you're not like doing you're not out there promoting and all this kind of stuff so you think you know what am why are the reasons i'm doing this you're just kind of adding to the noise I very much want to add to the board game noise very much about this hobby. I think it's a really healthy one. And I like that it's mostly like a non-digital one, tactile, analog thing. So, yeah, just here to give out any free advice I can, encourage people to go to Gen Con or even just look at this list and see the variety of types of games that there are. Up next, we have Cryptid Cafe. You know, honestly, I've been looking at this picture for a while, and I've been trying to find a way to make Sasquatch a funny cafe-related pun, (laughs) and I have not been able to, and I'm pretty furious at myself, I'll be honest. (laughs) I think this one was on Kickstarter? I'm not, like, super sure about that, but it looks familiar. Oh, on the menu, hot apple spider. Get it? Oh, I do get it. Yeah. So think of that. Yeah, it's uh it's got lots of adorable wooden pieces. And yeah, there is Sasquatch and kind of carrying orders, it looks like. So you collect food, you complete orders, earn the most tip, and be crowned the most legendary server. I really thought they would say the most legendary Yeti. There we go. That's as close as I can get. That hey, it could be in the game. We don't, uh, we don't know. It's a, you work as a lead server at the Cryptid Cafe, a Sasquatch owned restaurant. And it's also, it's one to five players. And it says it released on June 15th, 2022. So it's technically already out. Has area majority, 
slash influence contracts fantasy and mythology. I don't know what that is. I don't. Do you know what contracts is? I, I'm going to click it because I'm curious. You know, the we've gone through this before that like the these kind of categories aren't always well filled out on Board Game Week. Like it's an idea that is kind of in the works. Players fulfill contracts to earn rewards. These take the form of special goals requi- requiring coordination and planning beyond simply being first past the post. It's usually a special type of set collection. Pick up and deliver is a special case of contracts common to train games such as Empire Builder. I don't. I didn't get any closer to it. I was going to say, I think I'm farther away from what a contract is, but yeah. that's all right. Uh, the art also very whimsical, very fun, very bright color. It looks like a kind of a children's storybook yeah, about you know like a friendly group of monsters oh i could definitely you know what it's i could 100 see this as a children's book at a barnes and noble where you meet the yeah. local artist uh next sunday they're going to be in for a book signing uh-huh. yeah absolutely uh-huh yeah because they're very like colorful they're not none of it looks scary it's all pretty cute oh no that could be fun. I think that's a very fun game. Uh, the server pack component upgrade is available for $15. So for 55 out the door, Gosh. you're getting everything. You are. Crypto Cafe have, has to offer. And I will say, this is just gut reaction box, what they've said it is, and the price. Like, I don't think that I want to pay $40 for the Cryptid Cafe. 100% not. I don't know what a contract is. I'm not buying yeah. this game. No. But Looks cute. people out there, they're like, contracts yeah. are what are so excited about this game. There's no way they're not. And it is 10 plus, so it might just be pitched. Because you don't usually see that. A lot of times they just put an older age so they don't have to bother with it, whether or not it's really about difficulty. So the fact that this says 10 plus makes me think that it is just more of a family game. And what that definitely worth it for that. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even consider the age range on that. I like that. Yeah, I think it's going to, as I kind of take a peek down the page here, it's going to be coming up again, but not just yet. Garden Bow has a lovely flowery cover on it. Kind of looks like Tussie Mussie, that same uh, sort of a period look, maybe early 1900s, 1800s going back. It has a cursive kind of script on it and um and illust- these illustrated flowers and that says age 14 plus but i i don't know that it's really that difficult i haven't played this one it says the release date is august 2022 so right there at gen con two to four players fifty dollars for this one you collect seedlings purchase plants and grow flowers to become a i think garden master in another it says garden meister but yeah. i think we know yeah yeah um, it looks nice. I think I'd have to see a little more to know whether I thought because fifty dollars reasonable price for a game, but that's like a that's a heftier game. Oh, it looks like they have little uh, wheelbarrows that you make out of cardboard to put tokens in. That's that's that pretty, cute. pretty cute. But I looking the, at the rest. The cover of isn't selling a fourteen plus crowd. It's really like signaling if you're going to like uh, rose competitions. If you are spending more on your hydrangea bushes than yeah. you are anything else, like that seems to be the target audience here. It's got some... I don't know what 14-year-olds are into, but maybe not Yeah. That. I think that's just telling us, not a kid's game. And it's got some, like, grandma's 
house mm-hmm. vibes in a in a really nice way though in a way that like oh comforting comforting yeah and very yeah. classic like it's well done but it does have like oh you know how remember how she had those plates with the flowers on them like that's the <laughs> yep that's the feeling that you're getting from this game so it looks like you know you're doing things with resources and cards and then scoring points for having collections of said things uh what did it say meddling and split wait melding and splaying pattern building and abstract strategy are the categories for that one melding and splaying do you have any thoughts on that uh already no i don't i don't know what those were i don't know what either word means so when you uh it says shot and totten and battle line which are like the same game bonanza one deck dungeon those are all listed under melding and splaying and it says a set of cards in a specific relationship to one another that allows them to be played oh or scored so like rummy cube and phase 10 and every kind it seems like every like vaguely poker-esque concept of like you have to put these things together and play them and that that means i have a certain amount of points or i've attained a certain rank i think that's melding and splaying i didn't expect it first time i've uh first time i've seen that one yeah and shout out to rummy cube i believe that's aaron's favorite uh spiel de jar game so (laughs) yeah good job yeah some other time i'll tell you about about us playing that (laughs) the next one up is ghosts love candy 2 now this says ages eight plus and I think that means for us, we're going to fly past this one pretty quick. But ghosts travel through the neighborhood haunting kids to steal their candy. So sort of a reverse Halloween situation here. It looks cute enough. I don't like love the art. I don't find it as charming as the Cryptid Cafe art. And the title feels, you know, more like a, a summary than like a, a good title. So I'll throw this out there to the world. So when I see like eight plus, I also think if this is in any way a party game, this will be really easy to teach. The categories are humor, card game, set collection, and hand management. So that could be like a fun time with your relatives that don't play a lot of games. And those are my first impressions when I see this. So I'm kind of like on the fence about Ghost Love Candy 2 for that reason. I think that's great. I do not feel the same way. I'm looking at the back of the box. I guess I'm just a shallow, snobby gamer. I don't feel like it looks good enough for me to... Like, I don't like the overall art and direction enough to be like, yeah, we'll just stare at this anyway. I don't <laughs> I don't think so. Now, what might, what might be cute if you like a if you like a seasonal game if you like to play it you know some games to play in the spooky season that aren't just like zombie monster that might be nice like i can see it if you kind of if you like having christmas games and valentine's games and halloween games i could see this sort of filling that out for a family like oh halloween's this weekend let's play ghost love candy too you know now i did not play ghost love candy 1 and i assume there's a 1 no, I so think maybe just, that's a better starting point. I think it's just reminding us that ghosts also like candy. I don't think this is a second game. Well, that is the most disappointing thing I've heard today. Well, so we're gonna move on to green team wins then. <laughs> okay. And again, okay. we're still in the 25th century game section. They seem to have quite a few. 
Um, now, this is 3 to 12, so this sounds like the party game that you're looking for. A mere $25. It's team-based, and it says party game. So you get on the green team, stay on the green team, and win. That's the summary. And you know what? I guess it was all in the title. How do you get on the green team? Well, I'm looking at the pictures, and there's a best of three stack of cards. You're trying to, it's the party game of thinking like a winner. There's a this or that, and then there's a fill in the blank. So I, it looks like it's a combination of a, a bunch of other party games. And maybe based on how you answer dictates your team alignment. And you're just, you're trying to keep that alignment by not going against the rest of the group. So it might be kind of a group think, fill in the blank, pick an answer thing. Oh, a 15-minute playtime, I think, yeah. is excellent as well. This sounds... Because even if it doesn't like go you. well, yeah. great. You don't always need some kind of big, challenging, strategic nightmare. So it might be just good, fun for the whole family. This is also 10+. plus. I think, so far, this would be my fun for the whole family pick. Oh, now I'm looking at the next one, which... Now, I love a Christmas game, a Christmas-themed game. Mm -hmm. This one is called Holly Jolly. Now, it's two to four players, so I don't know if that constitutes a party game, but I see the robot and the uh, rocking horse on the cover, and I am on board for this. And it is ages eight plus, and I will say Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle are the designers on this. They are the same team, I believe, that did Three Sisters Fleet the Dice Game oh. and Motor, Motor City or some other roll and write that's coming up as well. And so now I'm looking to see, is this, it says eight plus, it does not look like a roll and write. Now those other ones are very combo, two sheets of paper, like you're, you're, you're doing some stuff and they're very similar to one another, those games that I listed. This does not look like that at all. These are some cards and some kind of, I'd say, 50s-ish sort of art vibe, like a classic Christmas. This does not look like a modern Christmas. These are the heirloom ornaments that have been in the family for quite some time. Mm. And it seems that you're kind of placing these cards to make a tree. And then some of those cards have... uh, actions that you get to do on them like there's one that says take an item from under the tree i don't think it's a family game it does seem like a good uh or not it doesn't seem like a party game it does seem like a good family game very approachable it doesn't seem similar to the other things that i have known them to do kelly i'm gonna say this right now i'm gonna take a stance okay this should be your go-to game it is only 13 dollars. yeah it is gonna sell out Because everyone's going to buy multiple copies for their various family members on this one. Like, it's just too low of an entry cost to now jump on. It is a good Christmas gift because I think if nothing else, if nothing else, you open it, you play it on Christmas, you never play it again. It was $13. That's fine. If you like it and you keep playing it, that's good too. But just as a Christmas Day gift and activity, seems perfect. When someone says, well, let me tell you about those gas prices, all you have to say is, you know what, guys? I bought Holly Jolly. Let's play this game. It's the perfect, for $13, you can avoid all of the family arguments about whatever that might be. Keep it on Facebook. Absolutely. Just play some Holly Jolly. (laughs) And just until dinner's ready, because it it is taking a little longer than we thought. And we're going to need to just keep people occupied. Not at all the same theme for the next one but it also does look a little more classic maybe 60s though called longboard 
And this is super a... conflicted about this one, Kelly. Okay. The the themes of this one move through deck. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Open drafting. Couldn't be happier. Mm-hmm. Card game. Oh my gosh. I could care less about the building the biggest and best surfboard on the beach. The theme yeah. is not leaping out at me. Yeah, I like the way the theme looks. There is a gosh, I wish I could think of what the name of that brewery is. There is a craft beers that look a lot like this cover. Kona Brewing Company labels look a lot like this. So, you know, not that it really has anything to do with one another, but would it be fun to have a Kona beer and play longboard? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's a Kinesia game. So, I mean, he's made hundreds, so oh. you can't say that it's definitely good, but that's a name you probably know. And it looks very approachable. It also says ages eight and up. Maybe you're having Christmas at the beach. Maybe you get Holly Jolly and Longboard. Playing games on a surfboard, I don't know that I have a draft for it right now, but maybe a future episode. Games you can games play you on play a surfboard? On a surfboard, yeah. Is the surfboard in the water? No. Okay. Okay. So On like a set of sawhorses. The, <laughs> in a garage, nowhere near a beach. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. The surfboard yeah. is your table, though. Yep. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun, though, That's right? That's a very like different s- summer. Play some sushi, a pineapple, play some games on a surfboard. That's oh, a fun day. I got confused for a second there. I'm like, how is the... Because I thought you were going to say, like, sushi go. And then you're like, and then there's a pineapple. I'm like, well, this sounds messy to all have on your board game surfboard. I'm going to go ahead and admit right now I've never been surfing. Okay. And I think a lot of people probably knew that by the <laughs> things that I said. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, surfing, sushi, pineapple, <laughs> surfboard. That Those are the three words yeah. I know Classic. affiliated with surfing. <laughs> yep. Uh, next, Oh My Brain. This is another oh. popular designer, Bruno Cathala, Five Tribes. That's Seven Wonders cool. Duel. Oh, I was thinking of Antoine ba- Bauza. So he did Seven Wonders Duel. With Bowza, Kanagawa, King Domino, Yamatai, Queen Domino as well, Ishtar. He's done a lot of stuff. So yeah, this is a 2021. It says it was 2021, but then it says the release date is October 2022. But, you know, it's been a crazy couple years, so we'll give him that. Uh, in this one, you ditch zombie cards and try to force others to lose their brains so that you survive. I'm not really into zombie games. But it's another 8 plus, only $20. Oh, see, again, I like a low entry. Yeah. Just because if it doesn't work out, hey, that's fine. 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Just, just kind of pass it on. And, you know, that is a trio of, from 25th Century Games here, that's a trio of family weight games by well-known designers. So not a bad box set to pick up. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, next up is Prehistories. Now, one of the designers in this, at least one of them, if not both of them, was Welcome To. Oh. Yeah, it looks like just one of them. I, I'm not going to say the name correctly, but Turpin is the last name. I think the first name is Benoit. I'm guessing you don't say yeah. all these letters. Um, That's how I would say that. Yeah, he, he's French. And so he did Welcome To, Welcome to the Moon, Welcome to Las Vegas, Number Drop as well. Yes, actually a variety of other things, but I a lot of them are, in fact, Welcome To or Welcome To Expansions. So the Prehistories game, prehistoric tribes hunt, then paint their achievements on cave walls. It's also 8+. plus. They have a lot of 8-plus games, and I think that's great. Auction, sealed bid, hand management, card game, and prehistoric. 
prehistoric i didn't know was a no type of game it doesn't seem like it should be it seems like we're mixing kind of one thing and another but i guess they're just giving us a sense of the game i think that's not a mechanism i think that's just like a theme oh that's fair i see like mythology zombies yeah those are not also mechanics right right that one's not that one seems fine but it's not jumping out at me i don't think it's one that i'm gonna like pursue until i would hear more uh now raw 25th Century Games oh. English Retail Edition, because this is an older game, yep. 1999, but this is a new printing of it. I'm pretty sure this was crowdfunded, and so it's possible some of these that were crowdfunded, you might still be able to get that edition at Gen Con, not really sure. Um, maybe some extra, you know, expansions or upgraded components, it's possible. And this is also Kinesia, classic Kinesia game, it has auction bidding, um, and a once-around auction, and then ancient mythology, you are bidding to acquire the most valuable sets of Egyptian artifacts and resources. I know there's a Dice Tower video of them playing this game, like, not too long ago. Um, I think this is a nice one. If you feel like you're someone who's building a board game collection and kind of a board game library for yourself, I think this is a classic worth giving a look, especially because it's gotten this new modernized edition really excited about this actually because i've heard about raw for what two decades honestly i feel like i've heard <laughs> about this game forever okay and for it to be released back into the public is nice mm-hmm. I, I don't like when games are unattainable i don't think it does any good for anybody so kudos to them for remaking this good. yeah yeah i believe that the artwork was redone so yeah Eno to along with other artists worked on this and Pretty nice to see him coming to this new edition. He had Carnegie, On Mars, Iberian Gage, Pipeline, Merv, Kanban EV. I think Weather Machine is one of the newer Eno Tool games. So always really nice artwork to go along with this upgraded uh, newer edition. Yeah, and I think that's nice. So that way, if you are, if you own the original game. Mm. Great. You have that original artwork. There is something setting that apart. Yeah. So it holds its value because I think Raw was kind of an expensive game to acquire because it was out of print on this. So still give some value to the people that have it. Yeah. It's not just a straight up. We're going to make more of that exact same game. This does look to be like reimagined in a sense for as far as the artwork and maybe maybe even more of the components as well. Sunny Day Sardines yeah. is the next one. And now you're going to collect fish. Uh-huh. You're going to fulfill orders. And you're going to compete. You know what I didn't expect for the Employee of the Month Award. Yeah. So yep. I don't know what to do with this game. It, it, it's a low entry cost again. For $13, maybe I'll see what the weather is like and whether I want some sardines. But I'm not immediately drawn to this game now it comes in a little metal tin i guess kind of the size of a sardine tin but it looks like an altoids tin the way that it opens so kind of like those uh mint works those games it looks like it's the same size looks to be a deck of cards a couple types of cards and as far as a nice little game it, it looks good it looks like the artwork on it's clear like sometimes you get these small games and you feel like you're just messing with all these things that are that are too small they should have just made it they should have just made a bigger game should just put it in a bigger box right this looks like it's well scaled the components these cards it doesn't the artwork isn't crowded at all for these being smaller cards you can really clearly see what's on each one so 
it looks good. It seems like, yeah, you're just trying to collect the right mix of fish to meet some objectives. I, I think that's neat. I think it looks good. Now, I'm not going to glaze over the fact that you just said well-scaled as an oh, excellent pun gosh. to this sardine game, by the way. Only I had been doing it intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been so skillful. Thank you so much for listening to episode 52. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. We will be working our way through the full Gen Con preview list over the next few episodes. We're probably going to need to pick up the pace to get through all of them by August, so we'll see how that goes. We're doing some admin work on our site as well, so if you happen to visit and things seem off, please rest assured that we're taking care of it and we'll be up and running again soon. The next episode will be continuing the Gen Con preview with Adam's Apple Games, that's a company's name, not something that Adam of this podcast came up with, and AEG. But if you're listening to these in reverse, you have 51 more episodes headed your way, the next one being our Games of the Month for May 2022. And I've just realized we also have to do a Game of the Month for June and July somewhere in this preview series, so buckle up. It's going to be a busy couple of months. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Bye.